Hello and welcome to Understanding the Rainbow for take three of this recording. I'm one of your hosts. Yes, My name sorry. is Clint. <laughs> I'm Ashley. My mic has been broken for about two days now. Yes, so we went and bought a new mic and hopefully that solves the problem. Amazon, you're going to be getting a bad review on the mic we had. <laughs> so on today's episode, we're going to be doing Grey Romantic. So as you can see above me, there's a flag. It is green, gray, and white, and then repeated. So what does that flag mean? I'm going to tell you what that flag means. It means, and this comes from a LGBTA wikia page, whatever that means. The creator of the gray romantic flag is unknown, but it was based on the layout of the gray sexual flag, but with green instead of purple to represent a romanticism or a lack of romantic feelings. The second flag was coined by someone named Angel on December 3rd, 2020. The darker shades represent occasional attraction. The midway shades represent being on the arrow spectrum. The lightest shades represent feeling no romantic attraction. And the white represents community. The third flag was proposed by someone named Apollo somehow before the second flag on November 21st, 2020. The stripes do not have any meaning but go from green to gray as a reference to the aromantic flag and spectrum. On June 28th, 2021, so just a few days ago, another flag was submitted by another user of this wiki page named Neumster. The flag should recapture the feeling that comes with being in a gray zone signalized by the gray borders surrounding the green colors of the aerospectrum. The greens have been given a slightly lighter and refined shade to hint at the uncertainty that may come with being gray romantic and to give it a more modern and easy to recognize look. So I'm looking hmm. at, the, at the, the flags now. Okay. Yeah. There are one, there are five flags. That's okay. including the one that's sitting above me right now. There is, and I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to put all these pictures up, but they're, they're all basically kind of versions of the same thing. It's just that one of them also has a bird. Is that the newest one that was just submitted a few days uh, ago? No. Oh. The one that was most uh, recently put up there by the Neumster, Neumster, uh, was is black... And then green, lighter green, white, lighter green, darker green, black. So very similar okay. to the one that's above me. Just with black and uh, lighter green instead of gray. If that makes sense. Yep. I gotcha. So that's the flag. Right there. Wave it proudly <laughs> if you are gray romantic. So, Ashley, what is gray romantic? And I'm not going to repeat the same joke I've told the last two times <laughs> because I'm tired of it now. I'm sorry for all of you that missed it. That's what it is. So, going into this, I had no idea what gray romantic was. The first thing that popped in my head was the Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. So, I thought I was going to be researching a lot of kink stuff, which I was perfectly okay with, but man, she was I wrong. I mean, she did anyways. <laughs> No, I read all the books. I know what what's all about. No, but gray romantic is a person with a romantic orientation that is somewhere between aromantic and romantic. So basically someone who can be romantic and someone that can't, doesn't 
show or feel any romance at all in their life. They're stuck right in the middle. Okay. Uh, we're branching kind of another leaf here in the rainbow in that we're talking about romanticism and romantic feelings versus sexual feelings. Right. So. Yes, because like the first thing that you do need to get straight is that ro gray romantic is a romantic orientation, meaning it describes someone's romantic interests and patterns, not their gender or sexual orientation. It is used to identify who a person is or isn't interested in dating and or falling in love with. Correct. So I think I right. probably have uh, a hard time understanding romantic feelings versus sexual feelings. So, yes. Um, because, I think you do. <laughs> yeah. Because to me, they're kind of interchangeable. Like if you want to date somebody, you probably want to have sex with them. But there are people out there who would date, say, one gender, but then have sex with another gender. Yeah, and then you think of, like, friends with benefits, right? That's not a romantic relationship. That's more yeah. of a sexual relationship. Right. Right? Yeah. Because um, they go into it saying, like, okay, we're not going to have feelings for each other. This is just you and I relieving stress or whatever. Right. Fulfilling their sexual desires or needs. So knowing this, gray romantic describes someone who rarely, rarely fall, feels a romantic attraction to someone. Now, there are three terms on the romantic orientation spectrum that we need to be familiar with while understanding gray romantic. So there's the alloromantic, gray romantic, and the, our, sorry, the aromantic. Do you know the difference between the allo and the aromantic? Well, I would say A would be like asexual. It would be a lack of romantic feeling at all. Or almost probably right. a, dis a disdain for it. Whereas aloe, I would assume then, would be the extreme other end where you are all about the romantic feelings. Right. Yep. Pretty so, much. And so then gray just, is just in the middle where you can take it or leave it. Right. So to start, society assumes that everyone falls in love multiple times throughout their lives, but some people just don't. That's what it means to be a romantic. Someone who identifies as aromantic will not feel any type of romantic connection with anyone. Oftentimes, they will stay single, and though they can sometimes have partners, they just won't be in love with them. Okay. Which I find interesting. Yeah, I would... So, a gray romantic is more than likely not going to fall in love, but love can i mean scientifically is kind of like a chemical reaction in your brain so i would assume that those people right. don't succumb to that chemical reaction i guess like if they eat chocolate do they feel maybe nothing? i don't know i didn't really <laughs> i didn't really get into the whole scientific side of things right no so I, it I could possibly mean that they're i don't i don't want to say like missing something in their brain but no, I think There's... it, and I mean, also, I wonder if you could be, uh, I mean, speaking from like bisexual type, whatever, if you could be gray romantic till, towards one gender, but then aromantic or alloromantic towards another gender as well. 
Yes. Uh, that's that's my next point here. So on the other end of the spectrum is the term alloromantic. This is a privileged identity in that someone who is alloromantic can experience romantic feelings with someone from the opposite gender, the same gender, of two genders, or of various genders. Okay. So you just love everyone. You fall in love very easily. You're total romantic. Okay. Um, I think that that makes sense. Uh, well, though, I mean, because if, you know, we've been talking about sexualities, but I think uh, romantic feelings can obviously uh, uh, divide the same way. I mean, uh, I mean, does it mean you could be like lesbian romantic or gay romantic, but straight sexually or I wonder? I don't, I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I think, well, no, because it's not it, about sexual, it's not about sexual orientation. It's about no, how no, you know. actually feel. That's what I mean, though. I mean, but like, I, I'm not saying it would be called lesbian romantic or gay romantic, whatever. What I mean is like, because romantic, romanticism in, in the sense of what we're talking about is your ability to kind of date somebody or be in a relationship with somebody. So, you know, we talked about uh, sexual fluidity where in, in sexual fluidity you could be romantically into one gender but sexually into another gender so i guess in this case yeah like you that's i, I guess kind of what i'm saying it's to make my point is that you could be like oh i love dating guys but i only like having sex with women yeah but if you love somebody that's very rare for a gray romantic no, no, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm breaking down romantic, in general. Oh, oh to, okay. Because I think it, it, it's kind of like, uh, you're kind of on a scatter plot, right? Like, uh, where you are maybe, you know, you know, if, if you think of like, a, like a graph of like a, a sexual axis and then a romantic axis, and then you kind of go, oh, I'm, you know, here romantically, but I'm here sexually or whatever. And I think that's kind of kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting in that because it kind of uh, makes my head spin a little bit more as to how many things you can break down as. Right. Absolutely. I mean it. So you might know a lot of people who are. So you might know a lot of people who are this way. You might even be one of them. But it's important to remember that not everyone shares the same experience and attractions, and that's okay. So then there is gray romantic, which is kind of just falls in the middle of these two. So in between the aloe and the aromantic. A gray romantic individual will experience romantic attractions more often than someone who is aromantic and less than someone who is aloromantic. So basically just right in the middle of the two. Um, yeah, so someone kinda, who I, they they have the ability to fall in love, but it it takes a while. Yeah, and it's very rare. Right. So someone who identifies as gray romantic has no physical cues that will tell people around them that they identify as such. In fact, very rarely can we know someone's sexual orientation, gender, or romantic identity by appearance alone. However, you might pick up on some cues from their love life. Someone who is gray romantic might barely have any romantic partners or can tell you that they've only loved one person. 
And when they do fall for someone, it's under very cer specific circumstances. So don't expect any love at first sight type of thing. Additionally, they might be romantically attracted to someone, but they still have no interest in starting a relationship. Okay. So they like being alone. They're okay being yeah. alone. Yeah. Feeling romantic attraction, but not desiring a romantic relationship. Feeling unsure about how to identify romantic attraction or how to draw the line between romantic and non-romantic and feeling unsure about having experienced it or not. Feeling alienated from romance feeling attraction only in specific circumstances. So with that, that's how someone might, if anyone feels like that, they can be gray romantic. Like if they yeah. feel like they don't deserve a, ro a romantic relationship or if they don't even feel yeah. comfortable getting close to someone maybe, or they, they, they yeah. pull back. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there like that. Oh, probably. I uh, I would say most people probably fall in the gray romantic to allo romantic kind of spectrum. I would think, but then sometimes you know right. people who are older and who say they've been single their whole lives, they've never been married or whatever, don't have kids, and you think, oh, they never found the right person or something's wrong with them or whatever. When it may have been by design that they just don't like being with somebody and I, I think maybe kind of if i had to take a do a takeaway from this from that end would be not to judge the fact that somebody's been single for a long time as a bad thing because not everybody needs to be in a relationship to be happy yeah no i agree and like when i think about this like the first person that comes to my mind is uh yes like He's been he's been in relationships, but he's never been in a committed relationship, a romantic relationship. No, and uh, I would say, if anything, he probably self sabotages it when it starts to get that way. And that's what great romantics might actually do as well, because they are afraid to go that next level, right? Because they're not yeah. comfortable with it. There we go. We know a great romantic. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything yeah. else on Grey Romantics? It's pretty... No, uh... that's that's all I got there. Okay, so I'm going to do the Wheel of Choice here for the next topic. Yes. Okay. You ready for that? I'm ready. What is okay. it? Spinning. Spinning. Oh. My. Goodness. Gay. What? Just straight gay. <laughs> We're getting all the easy ones. Well, this one wasn't yeah, this an one easy one, easy. but we had lesbians first, and now we have gays. All right. So on episode five, hopefully coming out next week, because other than our internet, the mic worked this entire time. Yes. So next week to a YouTube's and podcast near you. Gay. 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 <laughs> uh, and with that... Be sure to like and subscribe on the Facebooks. Uh, follow us on the podcasting or subscribe on that, however that works. Leave a comment. Leave a, a review. 
follow Ashley on <laughs> under rainbow pod on Twitter because she doesn't use it enough and she needs a reason to. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and you're gay and you want to come on the next one, by all means, hit us up. Yes. I'd like to have you. I could ask you a million questions. Yes. Ashley's got a million questions for gay people, <laughs> not for gray romantics because it's pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So until next week. But if but if you are gray romantic and you want to come on, we are more than happy to have you on absolutely. as well. Anyone, any of these we've covered or future going to cover, let us know. We'd like to hear. So until next week, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Ashley, I'll see you in the bedroom in a few minutes. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.